we have to fear is fear itself. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. And we are back for another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Big Country, as always. It's me, boy. Right. Yeah. And Chris? Chris, say hello, Chris. Hmm. Uh, Dude, we, he had a good streak going. He, he did. Had a real, he had a real good streak going. He did, man. <clears throat> yeah, Chris is not in studio tonight. Um, he's he tired. Was, he was tired. Yeah, he had to all... take a nap after his <laughs> vacation. He's all tuckered out. How do you take a how do you take a vacation after a vacation? Right, man. That's how I told him. That's how I know you're getting old. Listen, listen. <laughs> I can hear it right now. Listen, <laughs> listen. Yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm not a lizard guy. <laughs> I feel like we gotta check him. I feel like he is, uh, dude. He was probably at some like Moloch fest or fucking. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm going to Vegas. Nah, you're at Bohemian Grove, dude. <laughs> I'm going to text him. How was that cremation of care? <laughs> what was it like? Was Kissinger there, too? Did you run into him? <laughs> nah. It's not, yeah. it. not what we call him. We call him King Kiss. <laughs> King Kiss. Uh, yeah, Chris not in studio. That's all right. Uh, man, we had an awesome guest on the show tonight. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. From the <laughs> Godcast podcast, uh, Goodness Over Darkness, a uh, very interesting topic. Uh, oh, yeah. Topics. I mean, we went into a lot. Um, yeah, it was a little, a little smorgasbord. Yeah, dude. It, but it was like black belt stuff, you know? Yeah, it was a variety it, pack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It wasn't like the basic ones, the, like the yeah. basic easy conspiracies, like. Hey man, do you think that um Santa Claus was ever real? You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is deep stuff. This is definitely, you know, you have to be an experienced conspiracy mm-hmm. spurlunker in order to <laughs> in order to hang on that one. That was a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So we definitely know you guys are going to enjoy uh tonight's topic with uh, a very special guest. Um, you know, before we enter uh introduce the guests and and drop the episode on you uh some great ways you can support the show as always head over to Mm -hmm. rockfin.com slash wb conspiracies uh check out all of the video platforms there oh and if you're listening to this episode right now you may have noticed leading up to this there's some episodes missing from spotify and the apple um that is because we recently switched over our hosting platform from spreaker to anchor uh, hopefully by the time you listen to this episode, though, those have all been already uploaded. They're there. They weren't deleted. Uh, yeah, we're not we, being censored. Yeah, we didn't get any <laughs> messages thus far. Uh, yeah. We might have get some in between, but um, just a couple things that we're working on. We're getting switched over there. Then we can host videos on, on Spotify. Uh, we have a members section coming in the very near future. 
uh, working on a lot of different things. Um, there's a Discord group. There's mm-hmm. a Facebook group. There's a Twitch channel. Uh, what am I missing, boy? Instagram. Instagram. Fuck Twitter. <laughs> don't don't care who owns it. Um, <laughs> but free so, speech, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can contact us through our website at our email address. Uh, everything is there. You can definitely get to us if you want to. So yeah. Yeah, members, uh, member section is coming. So I, I think it's still going to be August 1st. I don't see why it won't be. Um, okay. It's going to be rock, rocking and rowing, raring to go August 1st. A lot of really neat things that are going to be in the pipeline. So stay tuned for that. Um, there's a couple of things that we were going to talk about tonight. Uh, and we always do it in the intro before we bring in our guest. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about um, Endgame, right? Right. We we're talking about how. Th- uh, we're in the final act of the New yeah. World Order, the the, yeah. the third act, the eleventh uh, hour. Yeah, and you brought up a great point about how in game, in game, one of the fight scenes with uh, the females <laughs> that that uh, drop down, she has backup, <laughs> and all the all the women. Who knows if they're women though? Yeah, we got to ask them because I'm not them. a biologist. <laughs> <laughs> I am. They're women. I think. Anyways, who knows with these Hollywood people? But um You said you mentioned that it's not organic. Yeah. It wasn't an organic scene. It no, was just it was... to check a box. Not just not the shit. Like if you look at the comic book world, if you look mm-hmm. at Marvel, um the most powerful characters are either like handicap or females. Yeah. Or minorities. Yeah. You know or they I mean? or they have some sort of fucking twisted like like they have trauma, right? Yeah. Like they have mental instability. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like not the majority of your superheroes yeah uh are, are the strongest, the ones that get the the most light shine on them if you will. Yeah. Uh you know cuz like who's who's the most powerful Marvel character? arguably and it's been it's not just because this is multiverse of madness but it's been like this for a while because she completely erased the entire marvel universe and reset it with ease and that's the scarlet witch mm-hmm. you have a scarlet witch yeah uh richest character in marvel history black panther black panther mm-hmm. um he's the richest in comic book history yeah yeah of all time of all time uh, and then you have, I mean, even uh, look at uh, most powerful X Men is fucking um, uh, Phoenix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, but then you have, you know, Omega level Professor X. He's handicapped in a wheelchair. Looking at you, Professor and, yep. X. Not in enough. Not not enough representation. You know I mean? <laughs> right. The, the minority classes. Here. Well, well, that was the whole. See, here's here's a funny thing when it comes to like we need equity, we need equality. It's like the X Men fixed that back in the seventies. That was the reason <laughs> they were created, right? And it was because it was a giant diverse group of people. Yeah. And the mutants were frowned upon and shunned by society because they were all different. They all have different superpowers, but mm-hmm. that's what makes them, you know, cool. Special. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Special. And, Unique. And yeah. And now it's like, no, we all, we're not like 
having 13 pronouns isn't a superpower it's fucking obnoxious you know what i mean like it's 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 like flipped back on its head now because now they're like well we need to make a trans character we need to going back to things not being organic they're shoving these characters into comic books like they did a whole series on on superman being gay it's fucking canceled already it had like five (laughs) issues and it's because nobody wants to read that you know what i mean it's not organic it's not this isn't some shit where like it was written into the story and developed over time they're just like boom gay superman or like you know marvel will release a new trans fucking superhero and it's like nobody asked for it well we're here to read comic books yeah (laughs) just so everyone knows too like they're not real no that and that's the other thing like when people are like well they don't have enough this in in movies enough that it's like no because we're watching made up shit like yeah, i'm sure there's a i'm sure there's a great documentary or uh, or a biography series on a trans person or you know what i mean like you can find those but when it comes to made up shit like that's not where you're going to find it well <laughs> it's this weird argument too that especially if you watch even some of these documentaries that may exist about you know like so, like, I'm a, um, I'm an illustrator, and I wanted to make a cartoon, but I noticed that uh, none of the superheroes um, are gay. And I'm like, how do you know that? Right. You ever ask Gambit who he's fucking or what yeah. he's fucking in his well, non-living yeah, fake not world? Part, yeah, that's not part of the storyline. You know what I mean? Like... You can't be like, da, 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 here comes Superman and I'm gay. Like, <laughs> okay, nobody, like, could you imagine Superman just rolling up to like Brainiac being like, what are you going to hit me because I'm gay? And Brainiac's <laughs> like, what? No, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to hit you because you're Superman and we're fucking sworn enemies. That's why I'm going to hit yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like, and the next thing you know, like lois every punch is is a microaggression (laughs) yeah and lois lane's like setting up fucking marches and protests (laughs) in the name of fucking superman like it's it it just doesn't make any sense dude i I have no if if someone wants to live their life as trans once they're of age and then they wish to take puberty blockers and things like that fine go wild yeah you know what i mean and that that's totally okay it's totally okay for you to have a same-sex relationship not yeah. saying, but I don't see like traditionally gay people out here going, we need more homosexuals in comic books. You know what yeah, I mean? Like right. that's no, cause they have the same worries as us. Like how the fuck am I going to fill up my truck to get to work on Monday? You know what yeah. I mean? Why are groceries so expensive? Right. <laughs> right. Why can I order baby formula from Canada, Mexico, but not here? Yeah. It's weird. They're not. Yeah. They're not out here trying to figure out, you know, how to get, uh kid fucking hormone blockers you right. know what i mean like those the people we see doing that are the extremists you know what i mean um yeah this is one thing i wanted to say about endgame because we recently watched that too um storm shadow watched actually uh endgame and what was the one before endgame infinity. um infinity infinity war but we also watched uh phantom menace nice uh attack of the clones and revenge of the sith hell yeah and he had not seen well he's one so he hasn't seen a lot of these yet but 
I, I appreciate in Endgame that they pay homage to uh, Emilio Estevez because he's not going to be in the second season of My what? Best of Game Changers. No. Well, he didn't get he didn't get vaccinated. And they're pulling and that shit? No, well, they're not pulling the show, but he's not going to be in it. That's it, dumb. He said now he he claims, which is I think it's not organic, it's not true. He claims that it was good old fashioned contract dispute. And I was like, You're not disputing your contract. Well you're listen, in like your late fifties, early sixties. Well, there's a chance that that could possibly be kind of true, mm-hmm. right? Because nowhere in his contract it I'm sure there's nowhere in his contract that says must be vaccinated against coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's so, possible, yeah. It could have been something like, no, that's not in my contract. I don't have to do it. Yeah, right. but the WHO says, you know what I mean? And, you know, Emilio is like, you know, the WHO can suck my D-I-C-K. Yeah. So, <clears throat> can suck my D-U-C-K. <laughs> yeah. So, but here's what's going to happen. And, and Disney's already seeing it. Disney's already taken a big fucking hit, right? And it's because... People are sick and tired of this woke bullshit. Now, the girl that plays Black Panther's sister. Smoke um, show. Yeah, and, and she had issues filming the second Black Panther movie because they wanted her to get vaccinated. And she said, no, I'm not doing that shit. You guys suck my dick. Good luck making the movie without me. And they were like, well, you know what? We'll grandfather you in since we're not really mandating this until you know so there's a bunch of bullshit word salad type shit yeah and she ended up finishing finishing the movie um but from what i understand wasn't a good experience you know what i mean because mm-hmm. they're pushing the vaccines on people but like uh there's more and more i'll say conservative viewpoints coming like popping up out of hollywood because i i did hear something about that there's more conservatives than we think they're just trying to play the game you know right uh to to get along and we're starting to see more and more people stand up say fuck that i'm not getting you know and and actually the daily wire has picked up a lot of them a lot of celebrities who are getting shit on for not wanting to take the vaccine uh gina carano has a show coming on uh the daily wire's new you know, streaming platform. Yeah, she got a movie coming out with Cowboy, Cerrone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks fucking good. And Adam Carolla has a show on the Daily Wire. Uh, I didn't know what's his name uh, had some conservative viewpoints. Uh, uh, What's his... uh, He's in... uh, She's out of my league. Mm. The guy, the The Jewish guy. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the whole reason that him... uh, Jay Bruchel, that's his name. That's the whole reason that him and Seth Rogen like aren't fucking, you know, super buddies anymore is because yeah. he's super liberal, right? And he's very, very extreme about it. Yeah. And he's not, you know what I mean? But it's also because they're they're in a different class. Like obviously Jay Bruchel's still a celebrity, but is it is it Jay Bruchel or is it um the guy from Goon, not, could... right? Yeah, so he no, so Jay Michelle oh, is okay. in Goon, but yeah. it's uh the curly headed guy. Oh, oh, um, um, uh, the comedian. Uh, yeah, yes, that guy. I'm gonna pull Fuck. up his. I'm gonna pull up his name. It's on the tip of um, 
But that was that cl- clip I yeah. sent you from mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he was up there telling jokes with Adam yeah. Carolla. Well, it's, par- it's partially why he's not in Hollywood as much. T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller. Yeah, it's partially why he's not. They they reduced the amount of time that uh, screen time that he had in the last Deadpool movie. Yeah. Um, because they were claiming, you know, he had like some some sexual allegations, which ended up none of them were true, sure. and. Yeah, and uh, I think it was more so because he does have that conservative, and and it, the thing is, is when I I feel like I kind of feel bad saying conservative because it's not really conservative. It's it's viewed as conservative now, you know what I mean? But if, right, if, if you're like, nah, I'm not voting for that guy because he's an idiot, um, and you know, how about we not vaccinate kids? For something they developed in fucking six months, you know what I mean? Like right. those are confu- conservative views now, right? So even if yeah. you're like, no, that's just the way I grew up. Well, you're conservative now, whether you like it or not. You know, <laughs> like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like Reagan. What? <laughs> so, but yeah, I think. Uh, and the cool thing is, is the Daily Wire also has um, content for kids that is educational they're not yeah they're not like hey here's a muppet with aids you know what i mean <laughs> ask like, him how he got it yeah like that's that's the fucking thing like we don't need to we don't need to feed that kid that shit to our kids because it's not something they're if if anybody's ever had a kid that they've taken to the park no matter what kind of kid is at the park they're going to play together, whether that yeah. kid has autism, Down syndrome, whether he's tall, short, black, white, or other, they're going to play together. That's yeah. just how natural it is. Now, when you start shoving this shit into kids' heads, that's when they start to pinpoint differences and treat people accordingly. Yeah. So, you know, the whole idea behind this programming for them is to just keep it completely neutral, educational, things like that. Obviously teach you how to treat people right and with respect, but yeah, not this identity politics type bullshit that we have to deal with every day. Yeah. I mean, it makes more and more sense why uh, more and more parents are taking kids out of fucking schools. Mm-hmm. This is what this, uh, you know, when you watch Endgame, is we're going to we're going to let you loose on the episode right now with our guest Emmanuel from Godcast. Uh, take notice during the one of the final fights uh, when T'Challa comes out with um, what's uh, what's Gorilla Man's name? The fuck. Gorilla Man. Uh, no, 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 no. The other tribe in oh yeah 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 so there's the gorilla yeah. there's the rhino mm-hmm. um and he's like coach bombay and they're like <laughs> coach bombay just you'll yeah. hear it now that yeah. i've said it you'll hear it yeah so the, the wakandans they always chant coach bombay before they head into battle so and obviously it's for the beloved coach bombay that we all know and love and grew up with so he couldn't have listened this guy he was living the life he he had a great job at a at a law firm. Um, yeah, he ran That's into some legal law. trouble, yeah. but he right. he could have he could have very well continued to practice law, and and you know we would have never had Charlie. We would have never yeah. had Banks. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I mean Gold, Goldberg would have been sober. Who knows? I heard he's sober now. He's sober now, but um. maybe he would have <laughs> never hit that roadblock to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks. So. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Ruin everything. So, 
um all right guys well that's it for for the intro enjoy the episode um it's gonna it's gonna blow your mind i think uh and be sure to uh, like and subscribe to all of our channels follow us on instagram hit us up on on uh our discord uh, our facebook group our twitch channel and stay tuned for the members section and enjoy this episode with emmanuel from godcast goodness over darkness podcast take care the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. My balls are hot. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Okay, guys, we are back. We are back at it for another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. Uh, we have a great guest on the show for you guys tonight. Going to talk about some very interesting things. Pretty in-depth. Um, I know it's new to Boy. It's gonna probably going to be new to our listeners uh, but we're we're really thankful to have this guest on the show tonight, Emmanuel Kingman. How are you doing, sir? I am doing excellent. Thank you guys so much for having me on, and I'm looking forward to our chat tonight. All yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely. So you sent us a message um, back in April uh, discussing uh, Christ's uh, kingdom and how the Antichrist was here, was defeated. He's trying to make a – don't call it a comeback – um and how that is somehow intertwined with what we would think of tartaria now is am i kind of over the target or on my way off yeah no you're definitely on point uh yeah tartaria to me uh is uh the psyop that is actually covering up the truth that was christ millennial kingdom it was a thousand years of peace where satan or the adversary was bound in the pit known as tartarus and that's where you get Tartaria is the representation of Tartarus, which is hell, a specific spot in hell or Sheol, as it would be uh, written uh, in the ancient languages. It would be called Sheol, but there's a specific parts like the like the central part of hell, as we know it, would be Tartarus. Locked, uh, the fallen angels were locked in there. And then when they were released from the pit, the adversaries or Satan, as everyone knows that word means adversary or accuser, when they were released from the pit, they made their home as what we know as Tartaria. And that's how we get Tartaria. And that's why it's running wild as Tartaria is this uh, beautiful thing. But it's actually that was like the very end of it is when Tartaria appeared. Mm. Wow. Okay. Now, now, before we get really in depth here, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Because you have a show too, right? You have a you have a a podcast, right? Um, and, and tell everybody like, how did you even come across this topic, and what what interested you to start start your show? God. All right. Yeah. So my podcast is Godcast: The Goodness Over Darkness podcast. You got the sign back there. You can yeah. See. Uh, and it's on any audio platform, and my YouTube channel is Goodness Over Darkness. And that's where this uh, eight-part series exists at. So the way that I got into this was doing my podcast. I got into Tartaria, you know, like everyone else, about a year ago. 
And I started having on a lot of good guests, Andreas Exertis, Michelle Gibson, Howdy McCoskey, uh, Old Scary World. I had on uh, people that were talking about all sorts of different things. And in there, I had on Gary Wayne, who also was is very big into the Bible and that aspect. But his take on Tartaria was a little bit different. And I had somehow I linked up with this Facebook group that was talking about Tartaria's Christ Millennial Kingdom. And they had all this biblical prophecy that was being fulfilled. So this is probably like eight, nine months ago that mm -hmm. I came across this Facebook group that I didn't, I wasn't a Christian at the time. I didn't uh, know Christ, even though I was saved by Christ last January, it was very new to me. I had become psychic. I had learned the uh, psychedelic realms. That's where I encountered Jesus was uh, through psychedelics, through my psychic abilities, doing energy work. That's where I ran into him and he just never left me. He saved me from all of that. And since uh, doing my podcast and all that, it's just everything has made more and more sense that if something is being uh, covered up, that it would be the millennial kingdom, that everything is made to appear that the Bible's incorrect, mm. that, that there's so much uh, history that they try giving us that we find out it's nonsense. Right. And then you find out that it's actually in the Bible, that it's a, uh, there's biblical prophecy. So what I started doing to make the series was, and this is the type of guy I am. I want to look at every angle. I want to strengthen my argument. I want to see where I'm weak at. So I started going down Jesus's words, word by word, like, okay, what's going to happen at the end times? War and rumors of war. All right, we got that. Then we got the, the stars falling upon the earth. We got that. We got the disease. We got the we got all of his words are fulfilled in the 1800s. Mm -hmm. So then upon there, you know, then I ran into another Facebook group that had uh, that he came back in 70 AD. And it's actually uh, a thing that's called uh, preterism, where people think that Jesus returned already in 70 AD. So mm. there's that's something that isn't greatly known outside of the Christian community. So me coming into the Christian community as a conspiracy theorist. I just took the history that we're given, even though we know history is perverted and the time may not be what it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think Satan can create out of thin air. I think he can only pervert what is there. The adversary can only pervert things that are there. So I think that that lining up the history with the biblical prophecy is something that is very unique. And it's something that gives both sides of it more credence that they actually do match up right wow well uh let me say this man one i'd say congratulations on, on your newfound uh faith i think that's great you know um i mean i'm a christian myself i was saved a long time ago but uh as i got older it was more or less like i i drifted away from the religion and it became more of a relationship yeah, You know, because a lot of people that practice not just Christianity, but all religions, they kind of fucking suck at it. So <laughs> I try to, you know, separate myself from that and to become more of a relationship. Um, but so with the the history and and the, the prophecy, like if you went back to what you were originally saying about uh, Tardis, this was this specific place in hell that were, where the fallen angels were locked for a thousand years is there a thousand years of peace so are, are you suggesting that uh tartaria was on earth and the technology and everything that that they had 
and the buildings and the architecture was from the fallen angels or this is this was available at the time the fallen angels were locked away humans were like discovering all these things and utilizing it and then the angels when they were released that's the mud flood and everything got buried and covered up and all that or or or, or how how does that work okay so well so tartarus is uh the greek word for uh the specific part of hell and tartaria uh, so that word tartar is in both of them right mm-hmm. well if you go to the greek the ia the suffix ia means belonging to a condition of or a state of mm-hmm. so that's you know it's a condition of belonging to or a state of tartar so i think that 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 is pretty self-explanatory in just the way that the language is written that that would be of tartarus mm. that it comes from there so there may have been uh well there's definitely fallen angel technology that is being used today and i'm sure was used uh in ancient times as well so i'm sure that there were uh ancient an ancient civilization that was using fallen angel technology maybe would we would probably know it as atlantis mm. as a i think would be the best way we would know it as uh but the the tartaria stuff that we generally talk about in the conspiracy theory community the 1800s right we'll say and all this hidden technology that you know they had different all sorts of different weird stuff you see on instagram and tiktok people showing videos from like the early 1900s of just all sorts of weird stuff that that we couldn't imagine the way that we're presented uh history mm-hmm. And that, I think, is from Christ Millennial Kingdom. It was the leftovers from Christ Millennial Kingdom. Mm. But when the fallen were released from the pit, they didn't have the same bodies and the same capabilities that they once had prior to whatever, whenever they were locked in the pit. So they had to. So when we get into the World's Fairs, for example, and we're told that everything was built in two years out of plaster and. (laughs) (laughs) and uh wood right i think that was just like the they were going back and touching everything up and making Mm. it appear you know filling in holes essentially from right from decayed stuff or whatever so i think that that is like what their the extent of their capabilities was like okay we can present this as ours but then we're going to destroy it because we can't maintain it and we can't uh tell anybody how it was actually built because we just don't have that technology we don't have this capability so they had to do away with it all wow wow that is fascinating so now when you get into what you're saying about the antichrist um how he was defeated or she they you know i want to assume (laughs) uh right oh boy (laughs) i never asked so (laughs) probably gonna it's gonna get flagged now the antichrist didn't like what i said um (laughs) that was defeated and now is trying to make a comeback. Do you have an idea of who that, that uh, entity it might be? Uh, Obama. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, I, maybe, I mean, who knows? I, I don't know that I'm actually right on any of this. Right. You know, Elon it, Musk. It, <laughs> yeah, well, he's definitely part of it. He's, uh, he's the dragon that's given power to the uh, beast, right? You know, yeah. he's, he's given power back to Trump to bring him back on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, well, let's say before we get into the modern day, let me take it back to who I think the Antichrist was or who fits the bill of the son of perdition that would be 
half dragon, half man, because Christ as being half man, half God, but fully man and fully God, not just half. Right. Uh, it's a very different thing. But the best that uh, the Antichrist could come up with is half man and half seraphim angel, which is a dragon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be Quetzalcoatl or Quetzalcoatl as uh, it's sometimes pronounced. You know, yeah. it's different people. You'll hear different pronunciations. So Quetzalcoatl is how I pronounce it. And he is this mm-hmm. Mayan or uh, Central American, South American deity that was a dragon, but also a man. And mm. he had two heads. He had, and there's all these weird depictions all around him of having, you know, like it was almost like he was wearing a belt and the snake was, serpent was coming off as another head of his. Mm-hmm. So it was a very strange looking thing. Uh, there would always be like two two headed snakes that were around him. And then when you get into, the name Amaruka, then that is uh, a eagle and a serpent together. It's a two-headed being that is an eagle and a serpent. Then that brings up Enki and Enlil, you know, being yeah. brothers and fighting, the Mexican flag, all these different flags. You have this the eagle clutching the snake. But then you also got the secret societies where they have the double-headed eagle, mm-hmm. right? So if we start thinking in terms of how are these connected, well, if we're talking about a two-headed serpent, flying serpent, then when we say a snake and an eagle, and then you look at Tartaria's flag as well, and it's kind of looks like an eagle, but an eagle kind of looks like a dragon. It's like a smaller version of a dragon. So these things, maybe if an eagle and a, a boa constrictor were somehow together, they would mm-hmm. be a snake. Yeah, so here you go. You got Quetzalcoatl. So you got like the human body, but also yeah. like the snake head that's coming off him. And he has six wings, as you can see, three of them on mm-hmm. this one side, but three would be on the other side, just as described in the Bible where you have six-winged uh, beings. There's all sorts of stuff like that, and you can't really wow. tell what it is, right? Okay, so how does that lead into today? Well... I think that if we're talking about a, a dragon and a man, well, you got the letter Q, right? Quetzalcoatl, the letter Q with Trump, right? They they were deceiving people. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? Maybe something, I, I do actually think something's going on in the background that we're not privy to, right. but I don't think it's for our ultimate good. I think it's for their ultimate good, that there's like this feuding family and... Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are turning over the their brothers and sisters to the wolves. We have become wolves, essentially, in mm. uh, searching for the truth. And the obvious things they just have to throw to us. They have to throw us these obvious things that become psyops. And then you have infighting amongst you know, right. the conspiracy theory community. But I think yeah. that... Uh, so to a long-winded answer to your question, I think Trump... And QAnon, I think Elon Musk is probably part of it. I think Kanye West is probably part of it. That there are this movement, Vladimir Putin's probably part of it. That they're this new movement that's taking out the cabal that has been there for a while. But it's not necessarily different than the cabal. But they're just like a new faction within it that's trying to make do with what they can. They see the writing on the wall and they see that they have to have this great deception 
come down, which is very biblical. The great right. deception. So, so. Like a like a hostile takeover. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's because uh, Satan knows that uh, it's about to be the end times, like the true end times. Mm-hmm. So what we faced before was okay. So let me just back it up just a bit for anyone who's unfamiliar with. So when we talk about Christ millennial kingdom, a lot of people think that that is the eternal state, that that is, you know, judgment happens and you're in Christ millennial kingdom and that's it. But Mm -hmm. that's not it. In the book of Revelation, after the thousand years of peace, Satan is loosed from his pit for a short season. And it doesn't say how long or anything like that. It just says his short season, he'll be released for a a little while. Mm -hmm. And so after that short season, that's the eternal state. And and before you get to the eternal state, there is a great white throne judgment. So you had end times leading into the millennial kingdom, which was like 70 AD or so. Mm-hmm. Then you had end times that were ending the millennial kingdom, which was Satan being loose from the pit. And now you have end times that is ending Satan short season. Mm. So when we look at biblical prophecy from the New Testament standpoint, there were still three different time periods left that were going to be ended. So it's right. a very confusing thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a debate that has been going on for a long time, uh, mm-hmm. even in just in theology uh, as a whole, because like I myself and Emmanuel, I'd love to see where you're at with this, but like I am, I'm post-trib. I, I've always been post-trib ever since doing my research. I'm like, I just don't have any evidence to suggest that the rapture is going to happen. Like I'm promised to be here and it's going to probably suck a lot. Um, (laughs) You know, the word rapture is not even in the Bible, but you have a lot of people that are so willing to uh, defend that idea when Mm -hmm. it's, it's not even presented. And, and I had a, I had a a theory about it that, you know, the, the Bible does talk about a great falling away during the end times. And I'm thinking, well, what would cause that? Well, what if spitballing here, everyone was told Mm. you're not going to be here for that. Don't, don't worry. Just be a good little Christian and you'll get sucked up. (laughs) <laughs> and the earth's going to be really bad, but we won't be here for that. What if you're all left? What if everyone's left behind? I think that that would cause a great rift uh, in the in in the church itself by saying, "Well, if they are lying about this, everything else must be BS as well." So I'm out of here. I'm just I don't know, maybe, but um, you know, it, it's very interesting, especially when you bring up the three different time periods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so it's interesting when you're talking about the rapture because, yeah, it doesn't say that word in the Bible. It does say that at some point people would be caught up to heaven to meet Christ above here. But it also has the separation of the wheat from the tares, and the tares would be taken out of here. So the the tares being taken out, that's Christ's millennial kingdom. That's Satan being bound in the pit. Mm. And then those being caught up in heaven to meet uh, Christ before the judgment. I think that's already happened, actually. I think that was the Carrington event, that uh, the rapture was the Carrington event, and that's why there was an outburst of insane asylums Mm. all around orphan trains, infantoriums, because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, these people that remembered, that saw what happened, they had to be done away with because oh, the wow. couldn't do anything. With Holy them. cow. Okay. You know, this, um, this, this was boy, something yeah. 
Boy, I hit him. I got a pee. So don't talk about the Carrington until I get back. But hit him with <laughs> well, uh, the idea of, of, you know, all these orphanariums and baby factories and, you know, people going to the World Fair and seeing all these kids in incubators. That was a discussion we've had before is where, like, how did those kids get there? Obviously, they were born. Um, we we kind of like kicked around the idea of maybe they were cloned or or grown somehow, mm-hmm. which would make sense because they most likely had that technology then. But the idea that that happened, the rapture happened, and that's what left all those kids there makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Um, especially yep. considering just generally even like you know not necessarily babies but maybe like teenagers preteens of that age they they had no idea where they were what they were doing they were all moved mm-hmm. to new areas you know so that's a it's a very interesting point i like that one a lot yeah well, see that's the thing is and there's actually biblical prophecy and i'll wait till a big country gets back to get into the content of that but there's biblical prophecy also that aligns exactly with old testament jeremiah so i'll wait till he gets back for that but uh, when we, we look at the photos from 1840s, 50s, and 60s, and you have these right. empty cities, mm-hmm. well, what would cause that? So in 1833, November 1833, there were 100,000 stars that fell from heaven, the Leonid meteor shower. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, everyone must have went underground because they were terrified that the they were going to be struck with a meteor at any time. Right. So then, you know, that's you have these empty cities. And then at 1859, that's when it happens. And that's when the insane asylums really start uh, going wild, that they start Mm -hmm. turning these castles into insane asylums. It's to hide what was going on and what happened. So. Right. uh, So big country. You weren't here just a minute ago. But uh, the Carrington event, there's actually biblical prophecy that leads me to believe that that is the rapture. So in Jeremiah, I forget what chapter and verse, but in Jeremiah, uh, there is a 70-year, five-month prophecy that Babylon would be ruling. And people are pretty familiar with the 70 years prophecy that Israel would be a country or whatever, but that's not exactly what it says. There's a few different things, but it doesn't say Israel would be a country. Uh, So what it actually says is that Babylon would uh, be ruling over the Israelites for 70 years and five months. So in on March 3rd, 1789, the U.S. Constitution went into effect. So it was written in 87. It was voted upon in 88. It was enacted in on March 3rd, 1789. Well, 70 years and five full months later was September 1st and 2nd, 1859, which was the Carrington event. It's exactly seventy years wow. and five months. So that's that's some Garrett King stuff right there, dude. He's gonna yeah. be like, "Let me put this into gematria and tell you what that means." <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's wild. So now this, uh, now with the Carrington event, I mean, what actually took place? Was it just did things actually strike the Earth, or was it something they just saw and they went underground for a period of time and people just kind of went nutty? Well, it's interesting. Howdy McCoskey has been doing a lot of making the rounds, talking about the Carrington event a little bit lately. And Love Howdy. Yeah, he's great. And I was just on with uh, Adam and Chud X from uh, Deborah Gets Red Pilled, and Chud X mm-hmm. was doing some research. And there's not a lot of mention of the Carrington event 
prior to like the year 2001 or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you look at, I think it's um, September 3rd, 1859. There was a report in the paper about a huge Aurora Borealis that was, like mesmerizing they didn't talk about a uh some kind of strike or anything like that because well what it is uh today science will tell you that it was an event that it was like a solar event that happened that it hit our magnetosphere and knocked it down by like 25 percent and our defenses were weakened people who were working on the telegraph system they were actually shocked uh by the magnetic uh energy that was released (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think that maybe there was the Aurora Borealis was like sucked up. I don't know their souls or something. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure, but there was, there's definitely to me some kind of energetic switch from the free energy that we had and the ether just running about to what we have now. I think mm. that was like the end of whatever was here. Wow. And we we didn't pay the bill, and they were like, "Yeah, there you go, <laughs> nope, that's ours." Yeah. Uh, wow. But uh, so the Earth's still flat, though, right? So we're just we're <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Well, because I've I've heard people talk about the 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 Aurora Borealis um, is like the crack in the dome, and mm. that's stuff that like through that area it's is where stuff in. yeah can actually come in. Um, that's I heard so that. that's interesting. So now with the Carrington event, um, is this where the orphans possibly came from? Well, yeah. So, uh, I mean, with those infantoriums and the incubator babies, I do have some kind of theory uh, that they were just like grown, that they were some kind of cloning type of thing going on. Uh, I mean, I don't know that to be true, but there's a lot of kids that – just popped up and they say like 5,000 survived out of like 85,000. And they were like, Oh, that's such a high number. And it's like, <laughs> that's a very low number. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know what was going on that it would be that low. That's, hmm. that's crazy. That is crazy. Well, so uh, boy, if you remember when we f- were first introduced to Tartaria hmm. um, and the mud flood by Ryan Alexander, and he was talking about, uh, if you look at these old pictures with these kids, these these orphan train kids in these uh, infantoriums and all this stuff with Sideshow Bob and all that shit, um, there's always pictures of like men in suits and like top mm-hmm. hats, and they seem to like they're like the Agent Smiths. Almost, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, they look they look too official. Yeah, they look too official to not be up to something official. You know right. what I mean? Like, no yeah. one just dresses like that to go get, like, a Snickers or something. <laughs> um, but it's uh, – Emmanuel, are you familiar with, with these these images of, of who these people are or who they were, possibly? No, I had Ryan on my show, but we didn't uh, get into that part of it. Um, yeah. Could have yeah, been, like, early men in black type. You know what I mean? Well, Freemasons. So, I mean, there's a – yeah, yeah. If you look at the uh, these mud flood events, well, if you look at the destroyed cities, you guys familiar with the destroyed cities? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you go to like any of them, you'll find the hidden hand. Uh, you know, the master of the second veil, where they're putting their hand in their jacket pocket. Mm-hmm. I found one photo. I think it was Chicago. That there's five different uh, people in it doing a hidden hand in one mm-hmm. way or another, and they're like you said, they're all in top hats. They're all dressed up. 
that's how it is in all of these photos. They're just acting like they're just some Joe Schmo just standing there, and that's yeah. how times were. But that's that's not how it was. And uh, yeah, so I think that they're Freemasons. They're the hidden hand, whether they they claim Freemasonry or the Illuminati, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They're right. the the hidden hand, and that's what that uh, signifies when you hide your hand that way. That hmm. they're the architects of this place. That they are the ones that are building things behind the scenes, the hidden hand. That's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. It's What's so funny, man, is I was just listening to a podcast the other day, a great podcast. It's called A Light On Podcast. Uh, it's fairly new, uh, really good, though. And the host of the show, who's actually going to be on our show in just a few weeks, he had a guest on, and the one of the guests was a Freemason. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Here we go, <laughs> brother. But this guy's like, no, we're outstanding people. Uh, we're pretty great. Uh, nothing nefarious to see here. And uh, we just do things for the community. And I was like, you're full of shit. Yeah, Maybe you're not in the loop. Well, there was there was a, that weird interview with Pat Militage, remember? Oh, still makes me cringe, man, because yeah. I like Pat. And he, he talks about, you know, basically defending the name of Lucifer. And no, no, it's it's uh, everybody knows, you know, it's Lightbearer. It's light bearer, the morning stars. He's bring not he brings knowledge. And and it was it was just really weird to see him kind of like stand Defend up to it. it. That, but it wasn't at the same time because you're like, oh shit, see, we knew it. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but yeah, it was really weird for for him to defend. Well, and but that's something that I've said uh about like witchcraft and 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 black magic versus white magic, you know, when we had Nathaniel Gillis on and he's telling us like, it doesn't matter what we want them to come to us as if we're fucking around with this other realm and mm -hmm. summoning them into us, they're not going to like, they're like, please don't be a killer clown. Please don't be a killer clown. They're like, all right, nope, no problem. Not a killer yeah. clown. <laughs> yeah. And then you just assume that the power that you're obtaining through this magic, whatever you're doing, it must be good if it's not causing harm and you feel good about it. But who knows where that's that's coming from? Like, there's no way to verify right. uh, that type of stuff. And it's it's kind of scary. Uh, when we had a uh, boy, uh, Dark Waters on and he's yeah. talking about that. It's I can attest yeah. to that 100% because when I like I said, I did a lot of psychedelics that really woke me up and mm -hmm. I was. I became psychic all of a sudden. I could literally hear people's thoughts word for word in their voice seconds before they said it out loud. I could Whoa. put my head up to their head and I could hear their thoughts and say it out loud to them. And dude, it was the, are you in a wheelchair? No. <laughs> Professor Xavier over here? Yeah, dude, it was He's crazy. like, look up to Cerebro real quick. <laughs> it, it was wild. But when I was saved by Christ, what ended up happening was those same spirits that were giving me those abilities started attacking me. And it, it was uh, it was very demonic spiritual warfare that was going on there. It was uh, a lot of different things would just be happening. And I started recognizing in myself when I was feeding them, doing different behaviors. Uh, you mm. know, something that I've recently uh, am trying to give up anyway is cursing. And uh, Christ told me, like, cursing is something that if you have generational curses put on your family or on you, you are then propelling it you are giving it life you are continuing on that curse oh the man more you gotta say it you gotta call our boy dark waters man we we we, we just recorded an episode with him about and because I, I asked him about generational curses 
and he uh, gave us a few examples, some some very very dark stuff you know but yeah um, remember i was like i was like yeah i'm half irish in germany he's like oh you're screwed yeah yeah well yeah, yeah it was explained too. Too, you know it's, but there's it was it was amazing and i think you would enjoy him thoroughly uh yeah. he's got a youtube channel as well oh yeah he's, i'm familiar with him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so okay now no, okay let, let, let me ask you about that well two things well one you said when you were doing um psychedelics anyone like any in particular dmt ayahuasca yeah i did them all dmt ayahuasca i did a cactus san pedro i did lsd a few times i did mushrooms several times i did psilocin i've i've done a lot of different things and it wasn't wow. in a very long uh period either so so you I, might I've have become an x-men to be honest like <laughs> well, possibly well, who, who knows you know what actually happens uh in there but I've learned a lot more in being sober and talking with Christ and him explaining things to me. Now, there was like this big burst of information. And this is what happens when people wake up. They just believe everything all of a sudden. You know that stage where you're, <laughs> yeah. you're now, you're believing everything. And mm -hmm. then, then you get to a stage where you're like, okay, I can see a little bit and I can get rid of that. But then the same thing happens when you wake up to spiritual stuff. So not just the conspiracy, but then the spiritual stuff. Well, after that was happening to me, then Christ came to me and he started telling me, he was like, well, if uh, past life, uh, if past lives are a thing th and uh, you just uh, come back again, then how are people channeling? Wouldn't they be back in bodies now? Like he's, he's just telling me, he's like trying to use the, uh, the information that people who are mediums mm -hmm. will use different mediums and then they'll say like oh yeah this is true this is true this is true but then if you like start putting it all together it doesn't actually make sense and when people talk about uh, like manifesting like oh i manifested myself a house well they mm -hmm. don't know where that why that's happening or where it's coming from but they give themselves the credit rather than god god's like here i give you a house and you take the credit, but then you lose your job and you blame me. And mm -hmm. it's like uh, the people, they want to place blame on God, but they don't want to give God credit. They want to take the credit because they want to feed their ego. And so, so many different things. He just walked me through it and showed me why this is a corrupted thought pattern. And I just uh, really thought about things uh, very deeply for a long time uh, doing meditations. I was doing energy work on people. I would meditate with them and pull energies out of them and free them from certain things. But that also had a negative effect on me. So I stopped doing that as well. So mm -hmm. there's a lot to all of this and it just takes a lot of study. There's that old adage that when someone becomes, uh, someone gets into karate, they're like they're a yellow belt right and they're like oh a punch isn't just a punch a kick isn't just a kick mm -hmm. and then like when you become a black belt they're like yeah a punch is a punch and a kick's a kick <laughs> because you've studied so much that you understand that no okay that is its place yeah but when yeah. you first get to it you're like oh no this is so much more and it's so much deeper when you're first there but you know right right that's just how <laughs> it all goes right <laughs> wow it's fascinating man this is this is crazy because uh, what's interesting about it is there's so many different layers 
And um, we had on our show as well, uh, Micah Dank, and he was talking about a lot about astrology. I don't really subscribe to astrology, but we're willing to have a conversation with anybody. And uh, boy, I think he he, he brought up uh, the fact that his research has led mm-hmm. him to believe, and, and there's some sidebar topics about uh, him through some grapevines, but um, that the Bible isn't necessarily telling a story about things that have taken place. He was talking about that it's actually telling the story of the sky, to which my rebuttal was, well, what if the creator knew that man was going to pervert the story in the book, so he put it in the sky, which is why it never changes. Mm. Um, But, I I mean, I don't know where you stand with that. Well, as above, so below. If it's happening down uh, here, it's happening in the heavens. If it's happening in the heavens, it's happening down here. And I had him on my show as well, but he's a Freemason. Uh, so, you know, everyone has their agendas. And uh, when you're learning from uh, people who are trying to tell you Christ isn't real, that mm-hmm. that's what they, they make a living off of. Well, uh, and that's who he's learning from, uh, right, you know, right. people who are making a living off of saying that son and son are the same thing, even though in that language, you know, back when it was written, it, there's no it doesn't line up but it lines up now in our language which is a Mm -hmm. very weird thing but i just think that it's all fractal in nature that everything is happening on uh larger and smaller scales that it's the same stories happening over and over but there is something different about christ i think it's a literal story and i got him to admit on my show that it's uh not just about the stars that it is literal as well as metaphorical as well as being in the stars and i don't think mm. anyone else has ever gotten them to admit that but i did mm. nice got it <laughs> yeah well you know what what's interesting about the whole the whole topic uh is like i i know through my years of of being involved with with the christian religion that there's a lot of bad actors in religion and not again not just christianity we're talking catholicism buddhism hinduism all that stuff um, but I also know too, that the Bible has been perverted. There's things that have been taken out, mm-hmm. uh, from the council of Nicaea. There's things that have been put in that have been changed. Um, I, I I've always asked why the book of Enoch is not in the Bible. I, I truly believe that it was in there. It was taken out, I believe by mm-hmm. the council of Nicaea and mm-hmm. it tells not, it doesn't tell a different story, but it adds so much more to the story that I yeah. think is they're wanting to, to be hidden on purpose, especially with the fallen angels and the Nephilim and the giants um, that walk this earth and very may well walk this earth. Now. I mean, if you, we, we had Ellie Marzuli on the show talking about the Kandahar giant that some mm-hmm. soldiers in Afghanistan killed like in 2014, I think it was, Yeah, uh, which is a fascinating thing, but I'm always given, I feel like it's such a bullshit answer too. They're like, well, Enoch wasn't um, a prophet and he wasn't endowed the book of Enoch by God. And I'm like, well, he was also one of three people, I think, in the Bible that was so holy. God said, I don't even want you to experience death. So I don't even think it's three. Who are the other two? uh, I've I've heard somebody say that and I can't remember the other two. I think as far as as far as I found, he's the only one that's ever he was raptured away. Yeah, Yeah. like he was literally raptured to the point that it says it in the Bible that he uh, 
he was not for he walked with God. Yeah. Yeah. So people that say that it's uh, it's complete uh, nonsense. They're just trying to defend uh, the institution, like you're yeah. saying, uh, of, yeah. of Christianity. Because yeah. because uh, it actually is in the Ethiopian canon. It's, uh, yeah, the canon. Yeah. Right. I yeah. couldn't mm-hmm. remember if it was Ethiopia or if it was Uganda, where it was that they still teach that um, well, Ethiopia. in their Old yeah. Testament. Right. Well, yeah. he. I, I think he's from Ethiopia. I actually have a three-part series on my YouTube channel about uh, the Book of Enoch. I broke that mm-hmm. down as well. And there's one part in the Bible where he talks about it's. Uh, we know it as the Red Sea now, but it was called the Eritrean Sea. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about like I just went over the Eritrean Sea as uh, as he's going on this trip around the world. And he points out like this one little C. Why would he do that unless he's familiar with it? Mm. And that's what it used to be called was the Eritrean C. And then uh, the Ethiopian church that was hosting the Ark of the Covenant in 2020 was uh, was attacked by the Eritrean defense forces. Mm. And oh. and there's a whole lot of stuff that uh, a weird stuff that goes on between Ethiopia. And their calendar uh, with Enoch and the Mayan calendar. I, a quick side note is uh, that the Mayan calendar that ended December thirty first, twenty twelve, was or December twenty first, twenty twelve. It was in on that day in Ethiopia because Ethiopia is seven plus years behind us. Mm-hmm. Their first day of the year is actually our September eleventh. Which is a oh, very wow. weird thing, but it's <laughs> yeah, but it's actually September first for them because they're ten days behind us. So our wow. December thirty first, twenty nineteen, was their December twenty first, twenty twelve. Wow. So, yeah, talk about end times, huh? Oh shit. So I've heard of this theory, and I, I know we're kind of going all over the place, but th- I think this is a great conversation. Yeah. That uh, b- boy, what is it that? We're because of the timeline mess up or whatever, however, mm-hmm. we're off. Like, because in America, we just kind of make shit up. Like, we did it with English, we do it with the calendar. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, with our alphabet, we do all that stuff. Like, English is a terrible language to learn because it doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but something I, I've heard about that we're, we're in 2012 now, or it was in 2020 or something like that. And all of this crazy stuff is happening around the world and CERN has something to do with it. And they kicked on CERN and then the Mandela effect is like the Mandela effect. I don't care who you are. It is real. Yeah, it is 100 percent real. I know that stuff. I I remember it happening. Um, I have stuff in my personal life, like weird stuff, like the car parked next to me, my neighbor's car was one color and then when i came out the next day it was a different color and it always stayed the different color mm-hmm. holy yeah. like like stuff like this is nuts i mean there's like yeah, some, I, there... I'm, well i'm I'm more convinced that i wouldn't i won't say that the well, it's possible it could have ended right but we're definitely in like a parallel plane or or universe or whatever you want to call it we're in donnie um, darko is what we're in it's a different it's a different reality uh, even when you go back to, you know, pre-high school, like when you talk about the 90s, like it was so radically different. And awesome. that Yeah. And it's unrecognizable now. You yeah. know what I mean? And it was like, when you really do think about it, 2012 was like the last of the good old days. And then 
everything slowly just started to decay and now it's it's snowballing in such a way that everything is is right out there for us to see it's no longer hidden in plain sight you know it's on a downhill run right now Mm -hmm. yeah well and that's what when satan's uh loose from the pit in his short season he would deceive all the nations and gather them to from the four corners of the earth to battle and their number would be the number of the sand on the shore which we have eight billion people right that i mean that that's pretty metaphorical for that yeah (laughs) and and here's uh one thing with the the mandela effect is here's a weird thought i had the last time i was uh thinking about this was that okay there's all these weird subtle little changes like uh Mm. stovers uh stuffers stovetop you know stuffing is craft now but it was always like the stovers that was like the thing wait it's Mm -hmm. different now yeah it's craft but it was uh, they're saying it was never stove it was never stove <laughs> they're full of shit <laughs> what yeah, yeah. No. i remember seeing the commercials yeah i know that's the thing there, there's so many like, things we would buy that but like people that don't want to accept it they're like but who would go back and change these little things well let's say that there's some crazy rick and morty uh, guy <laughs> right scientist that, and then he wants to sell it and he's having people bid on it and uh, they want to know how it's real. Well, then he goes back in time and he changes something that subtle and then they can't mm. find it. And that would be something that would convince people like, oh, wow, like this right in front of our faces, he changed the Fruit Loops, the way Fruit yeah. Loops is spelled. Well, like, is that happening that. on the multiverse that each one of them is having something similar to that happen? Yeah. And now they're all colliding here yeah. now? Yeah, well, you see in... in, uh, in comic books were like raised me right so before multiverse of madness movie and all this shit it's happened so many times prior in marvel comics and every time someone fucks with a different universe it starts a incursion is what they called it but essentially like they would start to bleed into each other before they consume each other and it's not like you know we can go back to a date and say this is when mandela effect started all the way up until this point because we're still seeing them things that five five years ago you'll start seeing things that people are saying no that was never like that yeah you know and and it's weird because for the most part give or take a thing here a thing there everybody in my life including big country we all unanimously agree except for chris He's got some weird ones where he's like, "No, that's bullshit. It's always, it's always been like that." Well, he did by the universe he came from. He did admit to being a lizard guy on our show. He did say (laughs) he was a lizard guy. So, but um, you know, it's 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 not like it was just stuff from when we were kids. Like there are things continually changing. So, well, there's. um, I'm, I'm I'm convinced CERN ripped something open, and we're just mm. bleeding into a, a, a different time. And and w- the the ceremony that they did is very odd. And yeah. I even showed my brother that, and he was like, "What the fuck are yeah. they doing?" Yeah. I thought they were scientists. But there's a recent <laughs> one that I don't know why it bothered me so much, but it did. And I think the guy's name. This is his a a major uh, focus on the the topics that he looks into is the mandela effect i think his name is brian steve stevely stevely uh, he has a he has a rockfin channel uh, but he talks pr- primarily about the mandela effect and he brought up one and it really bothered me and it was a jewel song called we will save your who will save yeah. your soul apparently mm-hmm. it's souls 
And I was like, no, it's not because it doesn't. It it <laughs> does not make sense to okay. say who will I can, save I can your hear it. souls. You yeah. know the Red Hot Chili Peppers one that it's uh talking about the city of angels. It's actually only the city of angel now. There's no what? s on the end of it. it yeah. What? No, it's not. Yeah. Well, it's hey. not the city of angel. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's in the song now, and that's what it's always been uh, in this universe. See, it's it's like it's like the whole queen. Yeah. You know, oh the champions. yeah. 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 Dun, yeah. Dun, I, dun. Oh, I've wow. had multiple in my personal life. Like I had a big old Buddha poster on my wall one time, mm -hmm. and then it, this was actually last year, right before Easter, the week leading up to Easter, and. We, my uh, girlfriend and I, we both went to work at the same time, which was weird. We never went to work at the same time. There was a huge, very bad storm. I mean, it was completely foggy. It was like purple clouds. We both come home from work, and then the Buddha poster is gone, and it switched with another photo uh, that has like nine different photos in it, mm -hmm. and only like six of them were filled, but this was something she had put away. And in the center was this black cat that she used to have named Charlie. And if you guys saw my cat earlier, her name's Charlotte. And mm -hmm. we only got here uh, two years ago. So I didn't know she had a black cat named Charlie. Oh, and she still had his photo in the center. And she was involved in a weird way with that Buddha, Buddha poster uh, on different occasions. I've had uh, multiple experiences where this Buddha poster, there was... It, during meditation, a samurai in golden samurai gear came out and knighted me. It was my left shoulder, my right hell? shoulder, my head. And and then that spirit went into my cat when I got her two days after I, I had that experience. So many weird things. But, <laughs> like, I've had personal uh, Mandela effects. And everyone in the house was, like, questioning each other. Like, did, who yeah, did right? you pick that down? And. <laughs> And you I'm sell the, only the one house that put on a meaty little left. Oh no, no, <laughs> we're still here. See you guys. Have a good day. Well, later that night, Jesus. This was the first time I audibly heard him. He told me he took it down that there's no false idol worship uh, on Easter. So, oh, or you, you know, resurrection. Place. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> That's what. So now, is that your theory on the Mandela effect? That it's it's a, a it's a blending of multiple universe timelines yeah like I, I think consciousness if you look at consciousness as like a full spectrum of events uh that we are one slice of that and that there's other slightly different universes that are filling out this universe but i think like it's not just a circle but it's like it's coming up or, or you know it's coming to a point and mm. They're like all blending and mixing together as we get to the one point. And if anyone's uh, familiar with uh, what's her name, Carrie Camelot or Project Camelot, Carrie mm. Cassidy, when she talked to uh, that one guy that said they couldn't look past 2012 with Project Looking yeah. Glass because yeah. everything became one. I think yeah. that's uh, what's happening is that all of the different time travel that they did at some point to mess with the past well it's actually popping it's been popping up here the entire mm -hmm. time but mm. consciousness itself was way back in what we call the past and now as consciousness is here now that it has nowhere else to go it's that bottleneck effect yeah yeah it's, you talked that, about that boy yeah that, that was one of the one of the things that led me to believe that we're you know 
we are kind of blending universes uh, specifically was that interview where he said, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm the only one that can truly read looking glass. And they brought me in here to see what happens after 2012. And, and I can't, the timeline basically destroys itself. And I think them flipping CERN on had a lot to do with that. Um, on top of a lot of other things, a lot of uh, rituals that we were seeing uh, played out in front of the world stage, whether it was Olympics or, or you uh, know, inaugurations uh, or yeah. whatever, uh, Super Bowl halftime shows. You know what I mean? <laughs> Those are my favorite. <laughs> but uh, but the Looking Glass thing is is one of the first conspiracies that I ever got involved with, and then I got into Stargates and stuff like that. And a lot of a lot of what is happening now always draws me back to looking glass and stargates and green doors and things like that, Um, because I I do believe that, you know, there are people who are able to traverse time. And what we're seeing is not necessarily I mean, they call it the Mandela effect because of the way people remember Mandela dying Mm -hmm. or not dying. Um, but we all saw it happen in the movie Butterfly Effect, you know, uh, to a certain extent. So something gets changed in the future or the past. It's going to change the current time we're in. And I think yeah. that that's what's happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would even say that that I, I think that's it's my theory anyway on Donnie Darko. I think Donnie Darko is a projection of someone that was caught in a looping timeline. Mm, what was that and... about Donald Trump, Donnie Darko, you know, being a time traveler? <laughs> be. I, I mean, very, very may well could be because I had to watch that show like like that or that movie like four or five times in a row because I was like, I got to figure out what's going on because it didn't make sense. And I had this theory that Donnie had figured out that he was in this looping timeline. It was never going to stop because he had somehow got intertwined with God's timeline. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get out of it was to complete it. And the, the only way to complete it was by dying, mm-hmm. was staying in bed. So the jet engine would crush him. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, that's just my theory. If you haven't seen that movie, it came out, you know, in the nineties when all things were still normal in the world. But well, that's um, like a lot of time travel stuff. It usually it's always looping. If you guys seen mm-hmm. uh Netflix's uh German uh show called Dark, it's actually mm-hmm. pretty good. I suggest you watch it if you haven't. Uh that that's three seasons long it's uh it's pretty good second season's weird but the third season gets it back on track and uh i just saw 12 monkeys uh, for the first mm-hmm. time uh yep. what, yesterday or two days ago yeah <laughs> and that's how that's how it seems to be and the same thing with uh back to the future is mm-hmm. if you once you watch all of them and then you go back in one you see him like hiding all of a sudden you know hiding mm-hmm. behind the door when they slam the door open and and then you realize that, oh, it's always been that way. So it has to be that way from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because he, if he actually did it from the future, then if he wasn't there, then it would be a whole different timeline. And that right. would not, there would be a whole different set of circumstances. Exactly. So it has to be that way if it's ever that way. That's, and that was my theory with time travel. If it ever existed, it always existed because it had to, because then yeah. it could plop back in time at any point. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's even they even demonstrate that in Harry Potter, right? When, yeah, uh, with the time uh, turner. Yeah, the time turner with Hermione. 
um, mm. how basically you couldn't you, you you could interfere with the timeline, but if you interfered too much, it would change it. Yeah, you couldn't directly interact. Basically. Yeah, right. That's why I told you when we saw your doppelganger at Five Guys that one. <laughs> I was like, whatever you do, don't go say hi. <laughs> right, and don't shake hands with them. <laughs> yeah, everyone starts floating. <laughs> Man, that's so interesting. Um, but let's get back to real quick with um, talking about Tartaria and and the Christ Millennial Kingdom. Now, what you were saying earlier about who you believe the Antichrist seem to be um but is is making a uh, a comeback like ll cool j said <laughs> is it the same entity or a dip is the antichrist that you think is perhaps coming back is it the same entity is it a different one it, is it yeah. one person or or so what i think satan is is a leviathan which is like this black uh dragon essentially i've actually encountered it in my spiritual energy work uh you gotta stay away from dmt dude that's that well, wasn't even dmt this was actually i talked to somebody who was part of the mk ultra programming oh, shit. and and when i was listening to her on a podcast it just it was popped in my head and all of a sudden i was in spiritual warfare right then and there and then that i had sucks. to sucks i had yeah it, it was there's i've been through a, a lot of different weird weird stuff with that um but yeah i encountered a, a leviathan a blacker than black you know maybe loch ness monsters uh what someone would call it mm -hmm. uh it's it is um just this big black dragon and i think that's what satan would be so i think that that is now coming back through this black goo that uh, everyone is, uh, you know, seeing everywhere that maybe people are uh, putting inside their bodies in different ways. The graphene oxide, oh. maybe uh, when you get enough of it in you, or, or maybe that's also what the black eye club is about. You know, mm. you get the, the, you give your left eye for knowledge uh, so that that can be the all seeing eye and so that it can be everywhere. So I think that there's something with the uh, electromagnetic field as well as just like the world that it comes from. It doesn't have a body mm -hmm. and maybe it is Tartarus itself and mm. therefore it needs our bodies and able to be here. So what they do is they tell us, oh, let's go to Mars or let's uh, do, put on Oculus. Let's go or let's be raptured away in 5D. Or let's do psychedelics and, you know, hang out mm -hmm. there. Or let's go to the metaverse. There's all these different ways to get you out of your body to go to the same place. But they just right. call it many different things. And it's like what we have now is interdimensional devices. We're speaking to each other. We've manipulated time and space to be in front of each other right now. And this goes back to the black scrying mirrors of John D. and Edward Kelly. Mm -hmm. in the 1500s uh this is mirror magic this is all the demonic entities coming through our world this is alistair crowley yeah. uh almost shut my camera just now <laughs> <laughs> this is him calling in lamb and then jack parsons and l ron hubbard uh finishing up the uh, ritual and then the roswell crash happening and then gray aliens being here mm. this is the combining of these two worlds as we were just saying with these mandela effects that we've let we've opened up the portal to hell and now it's like 
it's the end time. So it is this dragon is coming back through people, but it feeds it's our ego feeds into it and doesn't know it. It's ever so slight that maybe it starts as a child. Uh, Maybe your mom hits you right for being bad. So now whenever you walk by her for the next couple of days, she raises her hand and, and, mm. and you're ducking, right? Because yeah. you're traumatized. So that is uh, just an example, but that is what happens. And then we build up this exterior character. And mm. then we have this thing enter us somehow through parasites and through many other things. You know, the foods that we eat, the air that we breathe, the water that we drink, they enter into us and then they harden us and don't allow us to be loving uh, innocent children anymore mm. now all of a sudden we've grown and we've become accustomed to making people afraid of us or fearing us or uh to rule over others we feed our ego through dressing uh, a certain way you know appealing to people's sexual uh lack of integrity and in sexual uh instances uh, mm. just so many different things you know i'm not here to be moral or judge anyone i was in prison seven years ago you know i was <laughs> a, a drug addict 280 pounds i had so many things wrong with me 280 yeah yeah christ like a, like a buck 50 now no like 190 damn yeah no christ saved me great for a lot thank you i, I yeah. worked hard for it but Hell uh yeah, yeah that's I mean, that, heaven that's, yeah you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it all it's all about is that uh our ego let in something that didn't know it was letting in something mm. far worse than it could ever imagine and now we are where we are and and you know men are winning a, a olympic medals as women and yeah of you course know, we are like joanna man came real yeah Yeah, it was a documentary huh yeah yeah there's just uh, there's so many things but it's it was all started with our ego Mm -hmm. uh because we were traumatized by our past generations and we Mm -hmm. share dna so our dna holds memory it's uh science will call it junk dna but it's the memory that we share this uh life the spirit together and three or four generations down the line from my decisions, my children and grandchildren are predisposed to certain things based on the decisions I make now because it goes from my DNA to, to their DNA, essentially. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, there's, there's just all these unhealed wounds that then the uh, this Leviathan, through all these different methods, has entered into and we've let him in there in so many different ways because it was immediate gra- uh, satisfaction. It was uh, gratifying to see someone who hurt you be hurt uh, mm-hmm. rather than, you know, you be healed. You wanted to pull them down to your level. So uh, we've all done this and uh, there's nothing uh, inherently evil about doing that as a child. You know, you don't know any better and and you're just trying to feel better but when we are adults and we're still doing those types of behaviors and we don't repent from it then we are we've created this beast that will never go away Mm -hmm. that that we actively won't let it go away so it's uh the healing of christ that fixes it all because then he makes you a loving compassionate person and from there then you know you do away with all of your 
uh, bad habits. And it's a slow process, but it's it's fairly simple uh, once you just focus on yourself and what you need to work on. Right. I think that that, that speaks volumes as to why the sudden uptick in involvement with children is with all the type of programming that we're seeing from the trans movement to the uh, satanic stuff and, you know, uh, demon tranny story time hour and, <laughs> you know, Disney movies coming out with, with trans kids who are like 15 years old and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it should be alarming to a lot of people why they're so focused on children. And boy, if you remember back to when we had Nathaniel Gillis on the second time and he was talking mm. about, I don't remember the Jewish, uh, the rabbi's name that he was talking about. He said, but there's a reason we celebrate children. We celebrate children because they were just with God. That's mm-hmm. why we celebrate them. And I think that's why there's such an attack on kids now. Yeah. Um, because they're the closest link that we have to, I think even subconsciously, the the life that we had uh, prior to becoming into this human form, mm-hmm. when we were with our creator, and then we came into this world, we were innocent children, and we had this connection with the other side, and then through the pollution of our world, whether it be TV or music or food or water or medicines, uh, we became polluted and we lost that connection. Mm-hmm. So in the same way that we celebrate children, they want to break that connection, I think with children now and pollute them earlier and earlier and earlier. So eventually there's, uh, there's no longer this, this bridge, Mm -hmm. you know, because, because I might not have that same connection I had when I was a child, but when I look at my son, I know he still does. Cause Mm -hmm. I mean, we've, boy, we've told stories that like, he looks at things and laughs that aren't there and yeah. and he points at stuff that's not there. And, and I always felt that he had this still had this connection. So I might ha- have it now, but I have it through him. And I think that's inherently why parents uh, need to be very keen to what's going on around them, around, around their children, what they're watching, what they're viewing, what they're giving to their kids and what their kids are giving back to them. It's super important. And it's a shame, man. I, I see it so many times with with parents. I mean, we were we were just on a trip to California, and we were at the airport. And and there's so many parents that that either aren't paying attention, um, or or you know they're just giving their kid here's a tablet. Sit down. Shut up. Put your headphones on. Mm-hmm. I'm on my phone. Don't bother me. Like that. It, it's it's toxic and yeah, it's by design yeah. you know well especially when you're out in a in places like an airport and or you know a park or wherever there are so many people not paying attention especially to their kids and um it's it's like it's heartbreaking to see you know what i mean because i'm not going to say that i'm not ever on my phone but when i'm somewhere with my kids the last thing i want to do is look up from my phone and not see one of them. Right. You know what I mean? Whether it's because they ran off being curious or because someone ran off with them. Um, That is like, that's what bugs me so much about seeing people so preoccupied. You know what I mean? Because if you, they they would care a lot if the kid was missing, hopefully. Um, But if you really did care a lot, then you'd be paying attention in the moment, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's what they try. They get to the kids early because like uh, we started out talking earlier uh, with the rapture event, you know, if that happened in the Carrington event was the rapture. Well, they just perverted their minds so young that they didn't have any concept of it. Mm. And therefore, then it's not taught. So therefore, you can build a whole foundation of lies. And these people will defend that because they're like, no, I was there. There was no rapture. Like, right. oh, we didn't record that in our family history because it that, that didn't happen yet. We're still waiting on it to occur. And it's going to occur before it gets too bad because you get to them early. And there's so many different things. You know, the the adrenochrome obviously being mm-hmm. a, a minute part of it. But there's so much more that they can have this whole network of undocumented children mm-hmm. that they can then do whatever with. They can, you know, yeah. they we think that we're exp- being experimented on on a mass scale which we are but uh what they're doing to the undocumented and the enslaved that live underground mm-hmm. like that is way where that's the, the the real uh joseph uh mangala type of uh you yeah. know perverted uh, right hybrids and so many weird things that go mm-hmm. on down there yeah yeah i'm i'm convinced that the reason that certain politicians and people want our southern border completely open is for the undocumented children. Um, mm. You know, we already know from a legal standpoint that that there are traffickers who are specifically bringing women and children ac- across, um, you know, in the promise of the American dream, whatever, whatever. Um, and then they're never heard from again. We know it happens in our own uh, foster care system, um, child protective services, uh, certain hospitals. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's it's all to feed that system, that dark, you know, that dark system that craves that dark energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the ones who are documented, you know, we're born into the beast system. And, that, mm-hmm. you know, so we're part of it uh, in a different way. So it's. Uh, this is Satan's world right now, and you're either on you're on the really far end of uh, having things happen to a degree that we can't imagine, you know, horrifying things that happen, or you're stuck in the system and you're trying to free everyone else, and they don't think that they're slaves. So there's like it's this perfect setup for Satan, but I think that it's because of our want for the truth that it is now being revealed to us and there we can see through the different things like you guys are familiar with the monkeypox thing that's going around and how there oh, yeah. was <laughs> bullshit yeah, yeah there's some kind of a world uh event happening right now where 194 countries are in switzerland yeah the world economic for- forum yeah, yeah, the WHO is mm-hmm. being voted on to uh, give our sovereign authority over to them. And then what pops up was some event. I was just, I was reading about it earlier in uh, Munich last mm-hmm. year that said May 15th, 2022, monkeypox outbreak would start. And that the first thing on there, the first step is we need the WHO to be uh, this group that governs the world without politics being involved. And yeah. And, where are they at right now? And then you go back to coronavirus with event 201. Like it, everything's becoming so obvious mm-hmm. that there, 
that like that's why they're being thrown to the wolves that there's no hiding because there's yeah. so many of us looking that that's why trump and musk and uh kanye are working together to expose the, the evil because they're going to make it way worse it's going to be so much more evil wow. uh, but it's going to be under the deception of we're the good guys who are freeing you from being slaves now mm-hmm. just take this chip in your brain and everything will be okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, getting towards the end of the show here, that, that was something that I brought up just the other day to a couple of coworkers talking about with Elon and Twitter. And I was really thinking about this, you know, the whole, the whole push for, for Elon and Twitter and stuff like that. You know, we talked a little bit about it on one of our shows very briefly. and We kind of gave our take on Elon and where we think it's going. But if you really look at it, how, how bad is our freedom of speech being threatened by Twitter? Think about it. I have to download an app. Mm-hmm. I have to install it, create a profile, log in, type something, and they're like, can't say that. And I'm like, oh, my freedom of speech is being attacked. I'm like, when realistically, it's not. You well, know? not to say that censorship doesn't happen. So they're quieting our voices, but it's like, yeah. ah, just because I can't say something on Twitter, is it really under attack? Mm. But here, but here's here's the other thing. Here, Here's my other theory about Twitter, right? Okay. Because we, we already know that Twitter has hundreds of millions of users that are just bots, right? Yeah, so, right. So just for, you know, round numbers, let's say there's, you know, a million Twitter users. Well, we know that at least a quarter of them are fake. Right now you have a small percentage. I want to say it's like, I think the number was five or 10% of people that are actively on Twitter, meaning they post all the times. These are your influencers, your politicians or whatever, celebrities, all that stuff. And they're the ones that essentially write the narrative because if Twitter was reaching that many people worldwide, and people were buying into the news just organically from Twitter. You didn't have to tell me that a tweet said X, Y, Z, because I would have already saw it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason why the news now, if you if you ever fuck up and accidentally watch the news, <laughs> there's, there's like a, a big story, right? And they'll show you tweets yeah. instead of an actual article. You watch the UFC. They got tweets lined up on the side. Why does Twitter need to buy sponsorship on the news or sporting events and things like that? Or even even sporting shows, right? ESPN will show you what this person tweeted about that. Yeah, check out this crazy tweet. Yeah. So I care what, what is exactly why? why and, and I think for people like us who say, well, why the hell do I care what someone else is tweeting about? You know what I mean? That's not a news article. There's no facts there. It's strictly an opinion from somebody. And not to say that there aren't journalists out there who present facts on Twitter, but that's not the stuff you see popping up all over TV. You know, we don't need a Twitter ticker with everybody's opinion or what their version of their, you know, the truth is for them. Um, and, and, the reason that they do that is because there are so few people that actually use Twitter and even look to Twitter for an answer on anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's so many other avenues on the internet to get what you need to know. And Twitter is definitely not one of them. They got to pimp themselves out in order to get that kind of exposure. Mm -hmm. 
That's a, that's that's kind of an interesting point there. I I, I really don't. If you look at like uh, on my phone, because I have an Android, so if you go to like the Play Store and look at Twitter, it's like a billion downloads, and I'm like, I don't think a billion yeah. people have Twitter. But but how many people have forgotten their password? How to, how to make a new or, account? Yeah. Had, you know, or have multiple accounts? Yeah, and they just keep they just keep they never. Yeah, it's it doesn't tell. Yeah. It's it's the same when it comes to COVID, right? You only see cases, you don't see deaths, you don't see anything like that. So when it comes to you know um twitter users or downloads it's 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 not telling you the exact amount of users because one user could have several accounts mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's this is how many downloads we have people that have deleted it and re-downloaded it and deleted it again you know what i mean so it's right. all it's this it's all just bullshit basically yeah. it's all made yeah. up Without a doubt. Now, Emmanuel, before we end the show here and, and give you an opportunity to, to let everybody know where they can uh, follow you and support you and listen to your uh, uh, YouTube documentaries, um, let, let's end with this. Where do you think the whole uh, monkeypox is going to go? Is, are, are we just going to redo COVID? Not we. Like, well, I'm not doing that shit again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as far as the world is concerned, because I, I just, I've literally had within the past, uh, probably four days, like three or four different people, like one a day, dude, what's up with this monkey pox thing? I'm like, Oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Everybody that asked me, I go nothing. <laughs> uh, well, so I have a, a few thoughts, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't know that it's anything at all. Like literally, I don't know that it actually is existing, but Maybe it's uh, some kind of shingles uh, for the people who have uh, the vaccine. You know, I don't know. That's some kind of psyop as well. You know, that being pushed around just so people who are unvaccinated have something to to talk about. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't think that it's anything. I don't think it's going to really go anywhere. I don't think it's going to be a lockdown. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too much thoughts on it because I don't think that it's much of anything i think that it's just the next thing you know like they ran out of steam with with covid so then it got mm-hmm. to ukraine and now ukraine's been out of steam that so they yeah, went to johnny boring. depp <laughs> now yeah now they're on to this and johnny and depp had, was way more entertaining than ukraine yeah they even <laughs> had roe versus wade in there and, yeah yeah and and now we have all these shortages food shortages baby formula shortages mm-hmm. uh there's so many different weird things going on. Like the, the prices of everything, the inflation has just skyrocketed. So I think the monkeypox is just another thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't know where it can lead to uh, with that itself, but I think that the world is going to get more chaotic, and I think that we may have quote unquote alien visitors uh, come down in the not too distant future. But I don't think that's going to be a real alien invasion. Blue, uh, alien, yeah, aliens. I don't think exist in the way that they're they tell us. Like I said earlier, with the grays, they're kind mm-hmm. of interdimensional. That they are now right. in our dimension, but they don't exist here, and that's why they kind of look the way they do and operate the way they do. But right, yeah, fascinating, man. I think I think you hit the 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 head of the nail there. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you know what's really interesting? And I'll say this, and Emmanuel will give you an opportunity to, to, to shout out your platforms. And we'll say bye to you uh, when we stop the recording, too. Uh, I can remember when I was a kid um, living through the 90s because it was such a um, last great decade, right? But I don't – so and, – and where I'm going with this, this last, let's just say, five to eight years – Either the world has had really, really bad luck <laughs> or it's all contrived because like you're saying, Emmanuel, first you had COVID, then you had um, all the vaccine stuff. And then or even before that, you had the BLM, you had the, the mass migration, right? Then you had COVID, then you had the lockdowns, then you had the vaccines. That's okay. So that's all done now. Okay. So what do we have? Now? Oh, war uh, with the Ukraine. Oh, shoot. That's all fake with a bunch of Nazis. Okay. Now we have, <laughs> uh, you know, Roe v. Wade. Oh, that doesn't work. Oh, monkeypox. Oh, the, and it's just like, infl it's one thing at, like, are, do we have that bad of luck yeah. that one after another here's and then it just catches fire and everyone talks about it because i remember as a kid it, it wasn't like that i mean even to the age that i was more conscious of things that were going on in the world it wasn't a different thing every week mm -hmm. something would for sure happen in the world that we would hear about right or that was going down whether it was like a heist uh, a hostage thing or 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 a you know, suicide bomber somewhere or something like that or whatever. Yeah. But it wasn't something every other month that just kicked off and it spread like fire. It was, mm -hmm. it was almost as if like for, for a majority of people, and maybe I'm just speaking for the United States, people are just living their lives, doing their thing, mm -hmm. right? You go to work, you go to school, you do the your sporting events, you sit down with your family, you watch a sitcom, you go to bed and that was it. And then after CERN, I don't know, it was just one thing after another, yeah. after another. And what's really unfortunate is so many people are just like, yeah, Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, dude. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. crazy. Like it suck. Oh, did you hear the monkey box thing? I'm like, why do you always believe everything you're told now? It's yeah. really, it's really weird to me. Well, I think that, yeah, like you said, they're throwing a lot of stuff against the wall. And I think less and less is sticking because they have to continually throw things because we have the 24 seven news cycle that mm -hmm. they have to keep throwing stuff because people start losing attention quickly. And once people uh, lose their attention on it and then the next thing hits and they're like, wait a second, that doesn't seem right. And, and it's sticking less and less because less people are believing it. So they have to throw more and more. So that's what I think like this uh, monkeypox thing is just, uh, another what were they the uh the hornets the yeah uh, murder hornets <laughs> murder hornets yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure dude i i i think it would almost behoove them to go back to like when they turn programming off at like 10 p.m yeah to just mm -hmm. stop running stuff on the tv and social media it would it would almost be beneficial to them at this point. right yeah. yeah well they know that it makes people dumb though you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like it, they got it, them two programs exactly so yeah. Now I think if they if they were to say Twitter closes at at ten your time, then people would have massive withdrawal effects. You know what I mean? Mm. They're craving those likes, those retweets, those follows, and it mm -hmm. matters so much to people now. We've already seen it where kids will commit suicide because they got bullied, they lost so many followers, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's now that this we're so plugged in 
that if they were like no more you know my kids would be okay but there's a lot of kids that won't <laughs> you know what i mean uh, right yeah for sure for sure well Emmanuel, man this was great this was an awesome conversation i had a lot of fun uh boy do you have any other uh comments or questions for Emmanuel before we let him shut him out oh this was great a lot of good theories um the tartaria stuff is always interesting um trying to find the, the absolute truth to that so i definitely appreciate everything you shared with us yeah yeah Without a doubt, man. yeah thanks for uh, so much for having me this was a really fun conversation we definitely touched in a lot of different realms and i love yeah. being able to, <laughs> to go all over the place with people so this was a really cool convo absolutely man so so where can people find you and follow you and support you yeah, so my YouTube channel is Goodness Over Darkness, and there I have the eight-part series on Christ Millennial Kingdom. Uh, if you guys are into Tartarian and you're listening to this, I would suggest that you go start checking that out to try to uh, hear out that all of that is biblical prophecy, all the things that happened at the 1800s from 1812 to 1819, uh, the world war that was going on, the year without a summer, the volcanoes that were going off, uh, the New Madrid earthquake, the Mississippi River reversing. That's all Jesus's words when he said that that's what the end times would look like. That would be the beginnings of the birth pains. So go check out uh, my series and you can find out a lot about it. You can go to my podcast on any audio platform, Godcast the Goodness Over Darkness podcast. You can go to my website, emmanuelkingman.com, and there is all my social media links. And also on uh, Patreon, patreon.com backslash goodness over darkness. And uh, I do some special things over there that you can't get anywhere else. Awesome. Way cool, man. Yeah, we'll definitely have you back, man. This is definitely enjoyable. Um, I like doing these where we kind of dance around a bunch of different topics. Um, It's always a great conversation. So um we'll be sure to have you back on in the future for sure so that is it for this um episode of the whiskey beer and conspiracy podcast i have been big country i'm boy and we'll see you guys on the next one take care